Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Let's go, girls. Come on. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling alright. Gonna let it all hang out. Wanna make some noise. Really raise my voice. Yeah, I wanna scream and shout.
3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon, currently Australian Eastern Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the Marine News, as they always do every Sunday afternoon. And, um, well, it's a little easier in... um, Victoria today and um, so-called Nam to dive into the water. It's a balmy 20 degrees outside, um, to quote the B-52s, boys in bikini, girls in surfboards and, um, well, non-binary people do and carry whatever you want. Most importantly, 3CR is on broadcasting from the lands of the Kulin Nations on the um, area of contested or overlapping, I should say, Bunurong and Wurundjeri lands, and we pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, acknowledging and hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people for that matter, any First Nations people listening in from all over the globe, and acknowledge that all the lands on this large island and most surrounding small ones are in a situation of being stolen and never ceded. And reconciliation must happen, and it's an ongoing process in which we all play a part. Um, two issues to cover on the show today. Um, trans medical care, um, what do you think about it? Are we getting, is it getting better? Um, I want to talk about that in the context of an event I had the, had the pleasure um, to p- participate in yesterday. I had the pleasure, and I was at an event as well. Boom, boom, someone's got to keep those Bert Newton gags going. We miss you, we miss you, Bert, and, and I'd like to thank Patty as well. And um, most of all, um, um, also I want to talk about double standards. This has emerged in the light of a couple of debates of a, um, during the week, or various debates across all sorts. Um there's lots of ways to get in touch with the show with your ideas, wanting your ideas on these two topics today. Um, let's get some community debate and conversation going. Out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line a week away from Clash at the Castle. And look for posts on Facebook on my page, Out of the Pan, 3CR, 855am Melbourne, and um, also my page, Sally Goldner AM. Remember, any opinions I express on this program are strictly my own and not those of any organisation with which I have been or am associated. And remember, if you want to do the snail mail thing, we are communications diverse, PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. Um, possibly um, um, content warning stuff today. I'll say low-level mentions of triggering stuff. Um, so we'll um, throw in that, of course, you can contact QLife, including Switchboard in Victoria and Tasmania, 1-800-184-527 and Rainbow Door, 1-800-729-367. Um, so lots of stuff going on. 
Um, let's start with the double standards thing today because um, I want to talk about um, this. The one that has been the most prominent around planet Earth has been the situation of um, Finnish Prime Minister, who's hopefully at the start of a long reign, um, Santa Marin. And um, Santa was, there's been this video going around the last week or so of Santa at a party and people going, oh, isn't this terrible? And, you know, just um, then we had here, we had Prime Minister Anthony Albanese chugging a beer, um, deliberate, toxic, um, blokey tone of voice there, um, at some sort of um, musician's event and getting a huge round of applause. And someone else said, um, let's have a look at, not that you really want to have a look, at Boris Johnson. There's a man who, you know, was partying in lockdown and seems to have, um, well, seems to have wriggled his way out of it. Um, What sort of double standards are going on? Now, some people, um, you know, sort of um, have said it's a sexism, chauvinism, misogynism double standard. And I think there's at least some validity to that, or at least reasonable opinion. But I think where people are getting something missed here, it's I think there's um, age discrimination going on. You're seen if you're wise and civil and mature, if you're sitting in a leather chair at the Melbourne Club quaffing a port um, for your relaxation, but if you're out dancing at a party and, of course, perhaps in a same-sex relationship um, with lots of other women, um, oh, no, that's not acceptable. Um, at least that's a possible theory or the numbers thereof. So it got me thinking about what sort of other double standards are there? And here's where I'll give a small content note. We've seen in the last um, week or so, um, eight days, first um, a front page article in last weekend's Weekend Australian, I suppose I have to mention it to say where it was, um, on a person who, a, tra- a person who, to use the word, detransitioned, And, gee, lo and behold, four days later, a particular reporter in Nine Media, whose name I won't even mention, um, there's a front page article on the age. Now, let's get something clear first. Trans people have always said, we need to be ourselves to be happy, healthy and achieve our potential. Really, everyone needs that, whether they're cis or trans, black or white, brown, um, First Nations, not First Nations. Um, And so when you can safely be your authentic self and I underline the word safely, that's a good thing. Um, And so I think that there needs to be a careful space for discussing issues of detransition. But where's the double standard in this debate? Why is it that the Murdoch media gives so much space to the one person who detransitions, and it looks to me like there's some pretty glib, pre-prepared, down-pat lines, but... Do they ever give um, space to the 99 out of 100 people who go down a trans path and are happy they did that? Do they talk about um, what I call um, not-so-heavy regret? There is genuine regret in the case of the people who decide to detransition. But I remember a situation many years ago where a person could not... um, go completely down their path because they were unfortunately verbally, um, we'll say, threatened by a partner saying, I'll divorce you. And, you know, that not in a kind way. Yes, if it doesn't work out, you divorce, but you don't stop someone doing it. The person may have had their emotional shortcomings, the trans person, and maybe the partner as well, but that's not a reason. So there's what I call not so heavy regret, where people often go back to the gender presumed for them based on their sex assigned at birth 
because of society or family or other pressures. And there's certainly been cases reported of that. Or perhaps because of, stereo, ironically, stereotypes often put across by those who would have a go at us and say, and I'll come to that double standard on that in a second, and they, perhaps they don't, in big inverted commas, look like a woman enough or look like a man enough. And this often um, perhaps have not considered non-binary in terms of various parts of identity and expression. It's interesting, one of the double standards that was levelled against trans women is if we look really feminine and look like what is a lot of society expects of a woman, that we're deceivers. But if we look too masculine, we're told we're caricatures. <laughs> so which one is it? Um, so there's a double standard. So I just got to thinking about lots of double standards on debates. Now, one of them that came to mind, which I put in the promotion for today's program, is this silly idea that minorities have to agree on every dot and comma. If we don't, we're all disunited and no one will listen to us. Well, if we're talking, in this case, the minority of trans, well, cis people don't agree on everything. And if we're talking LGBTIQA+, non-LGBTIQA+, don't agree on everything. But you don't hear people say, well, we're not going to listen to non-LGBTIQA+, people. And I think that these things need to get called out. In the case of detransitioning, the other thing I'd also want to add is that um, often we hear um, if there is um, an alleged, and I want to be very careful here, alleged error of judgment on the part of the health professional who saw the trans person, this leads suddenly to a debate that we should shut down all trans processes and clinics and whatever else. Now... Um, interesting topic, a difficult topic, and some emotion may come up here. It is um, in the next couple of days, the fourth anniversary of my mother's passing. And I will say that she might still be here had not been for misdiagnosis of cancer by an arrogant, rude health professional who stuffed things up. Now, that is an alleged misdiagnosis, yet we don't see front page articles in mainstream media going on about how we should stop all cancer treatment. You know, heaven forbid we would do, um, we would stop that, of course, but we wear the newspaper articles. And when we start thinking about it, I'm sure there are health and medical processes of all sorts where people haven't got the right, um, or say, um, recognition of their situation. Diagnosis can be a judgmental word um, at the first time and have had to go get something else. And I'll talk about um, that in healthcare for trans people in the next segment. So there's all sorts of these statements. Let's unpack that we all, we all have to agree on everything. Well, as I say, we don't. There's also another layer in LGBTIQA plus communities where it stops um, groups like bi and trans speaking up against discrimination within LGBTI communities. Four years ago, prior to the Victorian state election, I was part of a working group to put together a policy wish list. I was um, had my B hat on more than my T hat and wanted to talk about the issue of um, bi people facing discrimination from elements of gay and lesbian. And in a, um, a panicked voice, a prominent female cisgender advocate in our community and somewhat influential said, oh no, we can't have that in there, we'll look bad. Well, unfortunately, sometimes gays and lesbians do behave badly, as do trans, as do bi, as do intersex, as do humans generally. So the thing is, covering it up means it never gets solved. It doesn't get on the policy agenda and we don't have a win-win solution. And also it implies that the needs of gays and lesbians are more important than bi, which isn't equal. 
So we need to unpack these myths. So I'm asking for your assistance today. If you have a myth that you want to mention and um, you don't have to unpack it, if you can, go go for your life. Um, but if you want, if you, we'll have a conversation and see if we can unpack it together, if you like. Um, and there's lots of them. And I'll talk um, link this into the topic about healthcare um, in the next um, um, segment as well. Um, we opened up today. Um, happy birthday to Shania Twain. Um, and man, I feel like a woman. Um, a nice genderish sort of track, um, which has a play on words. We love those. And um, uh, let's have some more music. And let's. Um, and as always, there is permission to play air instruments um, on this show, provided you do it safely if driving or using heavy machinery or something. Um, here's a fantastic guitarist, one of the world's best, Eric Johnson from the Arvia Musicom album. And we're going to Jolly Old England and the Cliffs of Dover. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Thank you. 
Hello, 3CR listeners. I'm Giselle Hanna from Accent of Women and Asia Pacific Currents, and I'm appealing to you to subscribe to 3CR to keep radical voices on air. I've been a volunteer and broadcaster at 3CR for over 20 years, and I can say categorically that radical voices like ours that bring you stories of extraordinary, incredible women from across the world leading grassroots struggles, well, those voices just aren't welcome in the mainstream media. You won't hear about the struggle against Samsung's human rights abuses against its workers in South Korea. You won't hear about the plight of the Myanmar resistance against the coup on any other station, at least not the way we tell it here at 3CR. So be a comrade and go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377. This is David Rovix and you are tuned to 3CR 8.55am in Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do and everything can change. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Honestly, I picked those messages at random and they just seem to fit in so nicely with the show. Um, where, on, where else in um, mainstream media would you hear debates about double standards of reporting of group, minority group issues? Um, so Giselle, absolutely right, a great um, broadcaster and contributor to um, gender equity as well. And um, more air guitar there on the acoustic type with David Rovix. And um, I think I've sprained a wrist air guitaring to uh, Eric Johnson, Cliffs of Dover, medic to the studio, something like that. Um, so um, this links in, there's again, any, um, I don't, there's any allegations that this show is planned are totally um, libelous, but there does seem to be some connection to the themes to the show today. As I said yesterday, I had the pleasure and was on a panel for um, a the Global Health Conference as well, along with awesome um, trans man, um, Dr. Nate Reed, and um, a colleague from the Royal Children's Gender Clinic, um, who and we were talking about um, inclusive healthcare for trans and gender diverse, how to do it properly, as opposed to um, sensationalism from mainstream media. If one thing allegedly doesn't go a hundred percent right, and um, it got me thinking, what is happening out there at trans healthcare? I mean. I walked away feeling that some of the questions from the students were getting way beyond the 101 of you know pronouns, which is important and is still, in my opinion, um, if you do the, hi, I'm Sally, I use she, her pronouns, um, just wanting to respect yours if you use any, which ones are they, or something um, showing that respect, it's still a great indicator of inclusiveness and an educative tool for lots of people. Um, but... There were lots of um, good questions in lots of detail. I, for example, um, when catching up with a trans man friend a few weeks ago now, he made a really good point. He had to go for x-rays on something recently and there was a big sign next to the x-ray machine, if you are pregnant, um, do not have an x-ray. No one thought to ask him. (laughs) 
and um, the fabulous Nate Reed, who you don't take no nonsense from nobody, as the saying goes, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, sort of said, well, um, I'm just very out there as a queer and trans man, and um, you know, sort of put, put the points out there. Um, Tran Nguyen, who is a psychiatrist with the Royal Children's Gender Team, who do amazing work for trans young people and families, despite what anyone else wants to say um, in that particular team. Um, and, um, you know, it was a fantastic piece of allyship from Tram, of course, as part of the team headed by the wonderful Michelle Telfer. I do not also, though, want to, I'm emphasising the team. I do do want to affirm the pain that people of intersex experience have with the Royal Children's Hospital and the lack of cooperation from intersex health professionals in that they unfortunately will not even provide the state government with the number of intersex infants born each year, which I think is pretty sad. I don't know how they get away with that. Um, But coming back to trans health care, as I say, a lot of the questions were really detailed. You know, what can we do to be allies? How do we start pressuring things high up? How do we get trans, more trans content into our, um, you know, sort of medical curricula? There's a good word, the plural of curriculum. And so the thing is, is it flowing through? Tran mentioned a very um, important report, Lucille Kerr, who I think goo-ested on the show. It's almost three years ago now since the report, her, the release of her report, Trans Healthcare, with a focus on cancer. And there was some sadly highly transphobic stories mentioned in there. Um, and I'm just wondering, are we beginning to get somewhere? You know, is a lot of the change already happening at the grassroots? Is it filtering out? And of course, it's probably not a binary answer. Some places are doing well, some not so. There could be differences between inner metro and then things get sort of unfortunately not as good or the further away you head from the inner metro area. But of course, there's great work being done in regional and rural areas in some cases. Um, Lots of good people doing good things in Ballarat and Bendigo. There's a great group in in central Victoria called Tiny Pride doing lots of things at a local level to ensure service providers are inclusive, which is always awesome. Um, So it got me thinking, is this beginning to flow through? I mean, five years ago, it didn't seem like there was barely any mention of trans or LGBTIQ in... um, um, healthcare courses, and in one of the training presenta- presentations that I did, a recently graduated nurse said, well, "There's now lots of diversity training in there, which is really important." And so I mentioned that you know the linkage to the first segment on double standards is, um, as I say, why is it that if one trans person is allegedly in inverted commas misdiagnosed or not um, recognised accurately? There's a big hoo-ha, but when other health things go wrong, what's going on? In that light, we've had an SMS come in, um, an SMS message, um, um, well said on the double standards. Thanks, Kayleen. Uh, Also sympathy on misdiagnosis of mother. Same happened to her adoptive mother. They ignored pain, leading to a diagnosis too late to allow for treatment and a friend in the the 80s. So, um, you know, that's an, that's an an interesting point. So there we are. Here's, you know, three... Um, cases of um, misdiagnosis in relation to cancer, but um, you know, is is there a furor about it? No, they probably pour money, pour more money into research, um, but don't really um, fix the problem. So, yeah, huge double standards going on. 
Um, lots of um, double standards. The trans youth double standard that always gets me is, ah, oh, they're too young to know about these things. But cisgender people who say, who don't question their presumed gender identity, so someone assigned male who's happy being a boy or someone assigned female who's happy being a girl, oh, you you're, 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 you're obviously know what you're doing. But there's also, you know, this just blatantly denies the lived experience of a lot of trans people. I would affirm that your first awareness can be at any age. It could be anywhere from, you know, three through to 93. It doesn't matter. Um, and when you act on it, of course, is equally valid as well. Um, but um, so the thing is, we are aware of something. Maybe we can't explain things with big adult words like trans and gender diverse or something like that. But we know what's happening. But the other thing that that then says is, oh, wait till they're 18. So what, we don't know our identity for 17 years and 364 days. And then the awareness fairy sprinkles awareness over us the night before our 18th birthday and we wake up with awareness. Yeah, so lots of double standards. And of course, this affects young people in lots of ways. I was thinking, going beyond LGBTIQA plus about Greta Thunberg, there is a young woman on the autism spectrum, gee, um, getting a few different um, bits and pieces, um, you know, sort of going there, aren't we? The more double, you know, the more groups we can dump on, um, you know, the the more the more that um, the double standards seem to emerge, triple, quadruple, and pentuple and infantuple. Um, there's a today's word for the day is infantuple. So. Um, yeah, let's keep pouring them out there. If you're listening to the podcast um, later on, if you're not listening in live, um, pop some messages to me uh, on all the usual channels out of the pan855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456 751215, tweet at so, and that's the bottom line, or um, post on Facebook, um, Sally Goldner AM, out of the pan, 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. You can either pop it on the show, that the post that went up earlier this morning, or um, when the podcast goes up, um, you can look for them there as well, or just message me, and we'll have more conversations, because we need to start um, sort of calling this out, or the one going beyond my experience, um, you know, and I'm careful about this, is, um, of course, we had the ridiculous comment many years ago that Aboriginal people got special treatment. Uh, and when you consider, of course, what Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have gone through in the last 240 years and how damaged they've been just re- repairing that um, a little tiny bit, which is um, what's happened thus far, it's hardly special treatment. Then you look at what's still happening with Aboriginal deaths in custody, yeah, really special, um, not in a good way. Um, anyway, some slightly, uh, um, well, we seem to have a bit of a sad moment, but I think we need to reflect and honour. We've lost three amazing musicians, um, but now four, actually, in the last few weeks, um, I'm talking Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, of course, the late, great Archie Roach, um, Olivia Newton-John, and... Um, also Judith Durham, and it's interesting, you know, sometimes when, in inverted commas, famous people die, there's all sorts of debate about them. There's only been positive stuff on those three people. Unfortunately, we lost someone who wasn't as well-known, but I thought had an amazing voice, Margaret Ehrlich, a New Zealand-born singer who had some hits in the late 80s, early 90s from her album, um, um, and from her first few albums at least, um, um, guilty People Do, Tide Keeps Rolling In off the first album, but of her second album, Chameleon Dreams, this one's sort of been sticking in my head for a week um, or so, 
and um, it's just one about keeping hope and believing in your dreams. And, well, uh, Margaret is now up there with The Boy in the Moon. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. And we just heard from Margaret Ellicks. Rest in peace, Margaret. And um, have fun with the boy in the moon um, now that you're floating around the universe. Um, your music will live on, thanks to 56-year-olds like me, I suppose. Anyway, um, lots of things going on. There's a, I never never thought I'd say it, but it can be possible. There is actually something um, worth reading in the Herald Sunday Herald Sun today, although we'll genuinely give a content warning, um, and that is that um, the it's um, extracts from the autobiography of Danny Laidley, um, former um, AFL football player and coach, who was in the news, we'll say, um, um, through no um, um, perhaps choice of her own, um, but of course has made a triumphant return to the North Melbourne Football Club. And they've done it well, dare I say, join in the chorus, sing it one and all, join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball, or that sort of thing. Um, But of course, all the best to Richmond for their uh, AFLW team season opener down at Geelong this afternoon, and for the men's team in the elimination final on Thursday. Go Tigers! Um, Anyway, um, seriously, it's a really good article, and I think um, if you do feel safe enough to read that article in the Herald Sun, in terms of the content, if you're a trans person, it does speak a lot to what a lot of trans people have gone through. Um, and at a quick look at it, um, in the time that I picked up the paper on the way here and prior to the show starting. Um, but I think it is important that we tell the stories of a range of generations. I um, shared a bit of my story um, from the over LGBTIQA plus over 30s conference um, a few weeks ago. It's important we support trans people of all ages and queer people of all ages for that matter. Um, and I'll get it out of the way now. Other things what are coming up um, next weekend, um, depending on your time zone, I think it starts 2am Sunday morning. Oh, Clash of the Castle, the World Wrestling Entertainment's first UK stadium event, as opposed to arena event, in over 30 years. Um, go Drew McIntyre, it's time to bring down the head of the table. Okay, there's the in-jokes out of the way. Um, but um, there are lots of things happening, and I've got to say that I've been incredibly heartened by um, something in the last month or so that, well, um, I never thought would have happened in something in my own life, as I may have mentioned on the show, um, apart from long-suffering listeners putting up with some of my classic rock music choices, um, they've probably heard me perhaps talk about um, the fact that I spent all 13 years of my schooling at what calls itself um, or called itself at the time an all boys school, and it, of course, it wasn't a pleasant experience. It wasn't a pleasant experience on lots of levels for me and for others. I would hasten to add. Um, but a month ago, I had some interesting reports. One of the two people who I um, went stayed in touch with after school, and out of seventy-five in my entire year, and about we'll say fifteen or twenty in my class, um, only two people I've stayed in touch with. Well, one of those two people went to our 40 year of HSC reunion um, for those of my era. Um, and for, the, for the young people, that's year 12, as you would call it, or in America, grade 12. Um, and 
he was quite surprised. He didn't think he was going to go, but he just went along and got talking to one of three people who, in my opinion, was a one of three people. Content note here, medium level, mention of bullying, who verbally and emotionally bullied me um, throughout most of what is now called, we'll forget the intergenerational learning years seven and eight. And apparently this person ex- ex- um, seemed to express some remorse. So um, the person bully, we'll just call the bully B, um, for lack of anything better, had tried to connect with me on LinkedIn a few years ago and I just didn't want to know. But I then did connect with him about a week ago and um, um, had a pre-prepared letter sent which expressed my feelings. And because I was silenced and no one stood up for me, that was not a happy time. Um, as I um, And I did talk about this um, in my um, speech that I replayed a couple of weeks ago. Um, and yeah, there was some closure and I've reconnected with some of the good people from the school, people who, even if they didn't speak up for me, they saw what happened and remembered some of the things that happened to me, which was quite moving. Well, Friday, of course, was Wear It Purple Day. And, um, by coincidence, I met up with the, um, alumni coordinator for my school for lunch on the Thursday and talk about, um, well, media sensationalism, which ties in with double standards, um, it now seems that uh, my so-called all-boys school, apart from myself, they've had someone who finished five years ago, has affirmed a female identity, and was initially, my words here, a little hesitant about coming to the five-year reunion and was most welcome. And when students found out about the situation, it was, if you have any trouble, you tell us and who's making the trouble and we'll be onto it in a flash. So that's quite awesome for me. And I've also heard that this school does have one non-binary student, I'll say somewhere in the senior ranks, just to keep it as de-identified as possible. And lo and behold, I got a picture on Friday morning from the alumni coordinator um, of the rainbow flag flying over the senior school area on Wear It Purple Day. And, well, I'm convinced we can get world peace, quality media and a clean environment, um, if this, given that that has happened Um, seriously, it's quite remarkable and shows the level of change. But I also think it shows that no matter what mainstream media, certain politicians, um, a few um, extreme religious types and other, what is it, RWNJ types want to go on about, I think the change is, you know, is bedding itself down in that grassroots and it's only these out-of-touch, powerful, you know, pale, stale, straight male elites who are trying to make a big deal and and their lackeys, we'll say, who are trying to make a big deal out of trans issues when all boys' schools um, can just ha- easily accommodate this. Um, there's also been a story of Melbourne Grammar doing this, and I can say very carefully through coincidence, I have met the father of the student at Melbourne Grammar, um, there's been Camberwell Grammar, Xavier, so we've had four all-boys schools. There's all sorts of non-binary students and trans-mask in female schools, and they're just making it work because their duty of care is to the student. The other students, of course, don't care. I heard from the Melbourne Grammar scenario when they sort of said, OK, we've got someone transitioning. It was, yeah, thanks for telling us, but didn't you know what's for lunch sort of thing, which is good, and that just shows where the future is going. Who knows, maybe people like me can go and retire down the coast in a shack and go fishing and play air guitar or something. Um, Seriously, Um, it's just really, really wonderful. It's important that we share these stories. It's important that we get legislative and policy change at the top level and that politicians um, of all stripes and colours and ideologies, um, 
get off their bunsies and get it do it better. But um, it's really important that um, we um, you know sort of keep pushing at the grassroots because that's where the change has to filter through in the end to policy. Talking that school, I remember my politics teacher telling me that um, what was it um, policy. Um, Policy represents society's attitudes with a 20-year lag. Now, that was in the 1980s before we had internet and social media. Hopefully that lag has reduced. I think it has. And the other good thing that happened in the week, and I remember, well, it's mixed, is we actually had a Labor, senior Labor minister mention LGBTIQA+, after pressure from Greens and some advocates, declaring that I'm um, involved in the advocacy group that did some of the pressure, just equal, um, <clears throat> Richard Miles um, announced the reversal of Peter Dutton's um, ban on woke morning teas, and Richard Miles said it is important that we value LGBTIQA plus people. Hooray! Three months afterwards, um, hundred days in, and we've finally been mentioned. So that's a good start. Let's just keep it pushing. But it does show that if you push and you push and you nudge and you nudge, and yes, it hurts, and there's emotional labour that we can get things done. Emotional Labor as opposed to the Australian Labor Party, or some could say, is they are they both the same thing? Have a quick breather and then come back and wrap up the show. Um, tell you what's coming up on Freedom of Species and the rest of the afternoon and um, a few other things. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. The Seoul Musmi Centre for Performing Arts and Monica Singh Sangwan present a year-long season of solo and group Odyssey dance performances on Saturday, September 17th and 24th at Dance House and October 1st at Fairfield Amphitheatre. All shows will be accompanied by our live Odyssey music ensemble. Odyssey is an Indian classical dance style that is both traditional and contemporary in its intrinsic nature. Join us for what can only be described as a pilgrimage where the dancer and musicians merge together as co-performers. Tickets available via our website, sohamasmi.org. This project has been financially supported by Regional Arts Victoria and Creative Victoria. We also acknowledge Dance House, Multicultural Arts Victoria and 3CR Community Radio as supporters in this endeavour. Listen to Rock and Roots, 2am till 6 every Sunday morning on 8.55am. Melbourne's Community Radio, 3CR. Meet me in the colour, get my rockin' shoes. I'm gonna rock away all my blues. We're rockin', we're rockin', we're rockin', rockin' this joint tonight. Going down to the corner, see what it's all about. Gonna rock and roll, gonna jump and chow. We're rockin'. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Three CR diverse music and culture as well as you just heard from those two messages and um, diverse programming as well. Freedom of Species up next with Nick and Harley talking pop culture and animal rights. They'll be in the studio. Um, on their way very, very soon in around, um, if you're listening live, around seven minutes' time. 
and always a great show that um, talks all things animal advocacy, um, animal rights, and um, vegan and vegetarianism and related things. Um, Great work to all the team from Freedom of Species. And, um, well, they're they're winning. It makes me, you know, I'm sort of gradually, I was brought up in the um, sort of standard household of the times of parents born in the 1930s, which was the uh, meat, potato, two veg type of meal. And it's, um, but their work has made me at least try to try some plant-based alternatives. Um, and I think that sometimes <clears throat> I remember having a discussion with one of the team from Freedom of Species one day about, um, you know, how we get off it. And also when the show um, uh, in Psychedelia, which is now finished on 3C, I was on it too, I was saying, is my eating meat an addiction? They said, no, it's a habit. Well, the only way to change habits is slowly and, and steadily. And you know, yes, we. I think that the argument to say that, you know, from a point of view of animal cruelty is extremely valid, but for some of us who were brought up on meat, it can be hard to change. But even one meal um, where we eat vegetarian instead of meat, it's got to, I suppose, make a difference and get a start going. Um, so freedom of species at one, rotations at two. Um, I've got stuff in there today. And queering the air at three. Um, lots of great um, diverse radio for the afternoons listening on 3CR. And of course, if you've been up all morning since you were listening to Rock and Roots, we'll um, call the O's for you as well. So I hope you've, um, you know, sort of, there's been some thinking got going today on where we have unconscious bias and why we have it. I mean, and sometimes it is internalized self loathing in, in our own rainbow communities. Um, and um, make sure that you tune in. Um, I'm not. I think I'll be watching Clash at the Castle. I don't think I'll be watching it at 2am Australian Eastern next Sunday morning. Otherwise, this show could be a triple triple shot coffee show. Thanks to the lovely people next door at ARA for um, getting me through the show Um, and um, doing it well. Take it out today with um, Totally Gorgeous because it's the anniversary of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. And Totally Gorgeous put this on their Gord in the Act album of a couple of years ago. And um, they um, put some words to Martin Luther King's speech. Um, um, 2020 was the release of this album. As always, great um, stuff from the Gorgeous gang. And we'll take it out today with um, that track, I Have a Dream. Um, keep dreaming, um, and um, then what is it? Um, if you build castles in the air, put the foundations underneath them, as someone once said. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. Now is the time yes, to make real the promises of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all God's children. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the We must not allow our creative protest to degenerate into physical violence again and again. We must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force.
come here Out of great trials and tribulations Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells Some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom Left you battered by the storms of persecution Staggered by the winds of police brutality You have been the veterans of creative suffering to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.